Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, August 21st. Here's today's big idea. The elites strike back. The 2016 election represented as much as anything else a repudiation of America's elites and everything they believe in. Seven months into President Trump's reign, the elites are striking back. From Wall Street to West Palm Beach and West Hollywood, the past week has been a turning point, perhaps even a tipping point. Since Trump abdicated his moral leadership after Charlottesville, the well-connected have used their leverage, like checkbooks and celebrity, to send a message about what they think truly makes America great. The growing number of groups canceling galas, stars boycotting ceremonies, and chief executives resigning from advisory boards is further isolating Trump. Afraid of losing major contributors, a stampede of charities has canceled planned fundraising events at Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida. On Thursday, it was the Cleveland Clinic and the American Cancer Society. On Friday, it was the Salvation Army, the American Red Cross, and Susan G. Komen. On Saturday, it was the Preservation Foundation of Palm Beach. On Sunday, the Palm Beach Zoo and an elder care organization called Morse Life both announced that they too will not hold their annual fundraisers at Mar-a-Lago. Two other charities have called emergency board meetings for early this week to discuss whether to keep their events at the club. The White House, meanwhile, announced on Saturday that neither the president nor first lady will attend the annual Kennedy Center Honors in December. For the first time since the award was created in 1978, they will also not invite the honorees over to the White House for a reception beforehand. That announcement came after three of the five honorees, including television producer Norman Lear and singer Lionel Richie, said they would or may boycott the traditional reception. It also came a day after all the members of the President's Committee on the Arts and the Humanities announced their resignation in mass with a fiery open letter. With so many consequential stories in the news, it can be easy to dismiss intrigue swirling around a ceremony for Hollywood stars. After all, we've got Afghanistan, North Korea, and Russia to worry about. But Trump's decision to pull out of the Kennedy Center honors more than three months ahead of time is significant. Make no mistake, Trump cares deeply about these snubs. He spent his entire life trying to get onto the A-list. More than most presidents, whatever he may say to the contrary, he has shown a love for ceremonies like the one at the Kennedy Center. What he does not like and goes to great lengths to avoid is public humiliation. After his experience at the 2011 White House Correspondents' Dinner when Barack Obama and Seth Meyers ridiculed him from the stage, he announced he'd skip the 2017 version. He didn't throw the ceremonial first pitch at the Washington Nationals' home opener as past presidents have because he was afraid of getting booed. It's not just Trump. The elites who tied their fortunes to Trump are also on the defensive like never before, under pressure from fellow members of the elite. On Friday, more than 300 people who graduated from Yale University in the class of 1985 urged Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, who was in their class, to resign. On Saturday, the Treasury Department issued a 582-word response from Mnuchin. In it, he strongly condemned the racism and hatred that was on display in Charlottesville. Then he defended his decision not to resign. That's the moment we're in. And that's the big idea for today. And here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. 10 U.S. Navy sailors are missing and five more were injured after the USS John S. McCain, a guided missile destroyer, collided with an oil tanker more than three times its size near Singapore early Monday. American and Singapore ships and helicopters launched a search and rescue mission after the pre-dawn collision at the entrance to one of the world's busiest shipping lanes. This was the second time in two months that a Navy destroyer based at the 7th Fleet's home port in Japan has been involved in a collision at sea. Number two. 
Spanish police erected 800 checkpoints across the region of Catalonia on Sunday as part of a manhunt for the Moroccan-born man believed to have driven his vehicle in last week's terrorist attack. Authorities said they believed the same terrorist cell had planned a much more serious attack, but that it was likely thwarted by an accidental house explosion on Wednesday. Authorities have also identified three more victims in the Barcelona attack. Among them, Julian Cadman, a seven-year-old from Sydney who was attending a wedding with his mother, and Jared Tucker, an American and father of three. He was on his honeymoon. Number three, a big speech tonight. President Trump will announce a path forward on the U.S. military strategy in Afghanistan. Trump is scheduled to address the military and the American people from Fort Myer in Arlington, Virginia. Various options have been under consideration for Afghanistan, including sending about 3,800 more troops to augment the 8,400 troops already there in order to train and assist local forces. Trump's reluctance to commit to a new strategy has reflected the paucity of good options. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, August 21st. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.